0: What's going on, people? You are locked into another episode of Meg Talks, the people's platform, home to queer, POC, millennial conversation. Big up yourself if you're locked in for the first time. Welcome, we're your people, then where your gang, then family, whatever you want to call it, and just love for the repeat listeners, man. I'm seeing you guys checking in every single week. The stats don't lie, so just big up to yourself. I see that we got Japan new in the house. I don't even know what the Japanese version of hello is. So I in it. So what's going on? But back on script anyway. You can check out every single episode on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and Google Podcasts. So please make sure you're locking in. If you're tuning in via Apple, yeah, leave a leave a comment and a little review. Yeah, leave a cheeky five stars. We're building up. Let the people them know that this is certified. This is good things. Yeah. All right. So anyway. Guys, I'm, I'm, I'm a bit gassed today, actually, because I'm introducing a new monthly segment. So basically, the last Friday of every month, we're going to be doing little world events. What's going on in social media, what's happening in world news and whatnot. And we're going to do a big recap over the whole, the whole month, basically. But I'm here with my homie, Leisha. Yeah, you remember her from last time, yeah? We were doing up relationship conversations, all of that stuff, yeah? So Leisha's going to be the co-host once a month. Helping me to bring you guys the best of what's going on in the world. Yeah. At least tell the people in Wagwan. Hi, everyone.
1: I'm back again. It's <laughs> nice to be back, Mick. Yeah. It's, yeah. It's, it's, it's How are you feeling about the new segment? Uh, do you know what? I'm a bit. Obviously, I'm happy to do it, but I do feel a bit nervous at the same time. But it's to be expected, so I'm all right about it. But yeah, I'm looking forward to it. Like it's just it's just us having a conversation. that like, we've been doing it for years. So yeah. if I think about it that way, then I'm cool. Yeah. I'm excited, you know, because I feel like normally I'm talking to
0: I'm fine, I'm asking people their business. Mm. Do you know what I'm saying? Questions, listening, maybe a little bit of sharing. So with this, I get to bring a little bit more of myself, my opinions, and yeah. you guys get to know a little bit about me because we know sometimes i got a loose tongue and so <laughs> fuck it, let's go. And before we even get into the topic of today, I just want to let the people know we got a friend of the podcast in the building, yeah? <laughs> Brooke. So I'm going to kickstart with two quite serious topics, yeah, and... Again, it's not going to be a long piece. So, people mm. don't get on me. Don't make it get all on don't top. Because- me. <laughs> yeah, because I'm not an expert in this space, but I recognize I want to use this platform responsibly and share what I know in it. So, firstly, big up my Palestinians. Yeah, because mm-hmm. what's going on in Israel and Palestine is an absolute, uh, it's a mad beef. Yeah. So, I've taken a bit of time just to understand what's happening because this isn't a thing that's just cropped up now no, yeah. as of the last week. This has been going on. For decades. Right. Decades. Yeah. So from what I've seen anyway and from what I've understood, I just wanna shout out my Palestinian people, them. And this is a time as a community, as a world, we need to wrap around them and show them that support and energy that they deserve. Do you know mm. what I'm saying? That I know for a full fact I'm not flying out to no Palestine, no Israel <laughs> do no mad team. <laughs> but not what going i will
1: front line, no. <laughs> are you, mm-mm, mm-mm, that's not, not there yet. That's no. not
0: Maybe on the recovery, yeah? <laughs> if they need help handing out first aid and yeah, them things. water bottles and blankets. Yeah, that's a bit of me. But whilst it's all kicking off, yeah. yeah but um, yeah, I just wanted to share share my love on that, share my support in that and that we stand with you. We see what's going on and it's wrong. And the UK, I think, is very funny when all of this is happening and you've got nothing to say.
1: Yeah.
0: Yeah, and you've dipped your fingers into muddier waters that had absolutely nothing to do with you. So... I'm begging it go and help these people. Mm. The second thing that I've noticed this week, well, it's not even just this week. I say for maybe the last month now, what's happening in Colombia? So basically, from what I understand anyway, that it's a civil, it's some political and civil unrest because the government have been doing fuckery for a long time now, and they're trying to raise up the taxes, the price of taxes, and we already know that salaries and yeah, salaries and hourly paychecks are quite low in Latin America as it is, so to increase the taxes is just a kick in the teeth Mm. alongside all of the other types of corruption that's happening anyway. So the Colombian people then said, nah, time for stand up and back ourselves. And in doing that, they've been responded to with nothing but violence. Really? Yeah, like the government and the police force, the military have been... Have been piling it on thick. People have been dying. People have been getting. Are they
1: protesting and stuff? Or... Yeah, they're pro- yeah. So they're protesting. They're just making their voices known. Yeah. Um, from... Freedom of speech. Listen, if they feel like they're not being treated fairly, it's right. their right to stand up because no one's gonna do it for them. So yeah. exactly.
0: So and with that, people are being being killed, people mm. are being kidnapped, women are being raped.
1: All kinds of stuff's
0: happening, and I'm like Colombia. I stand up with you because Mm. my thing is if there's if there's one person that's not free none of us are free i don't care what type of oppression it is i'm on site Mm. yeah i'm on site and i'm backing it so i just wanted to start off with that and if you're unsure about what's happening there are a lot of resources on social media some incredible carousels i always big up vice news they've covered both the tensions in palestine in Israel and also what's happening in Colombia. So if you want to educate up yourself, I would recommend going on to that. But on to a slightly different note, what have you man heard about the Joe Budden, Joe Budden podcast and what's been happening with that?
2: So I was watching Halfcast the other day. Mm. So I heard a brief explanation, but then I went to the comments and apparently it was only one side of the story. So I definitely don't have the fair judgment of the situation but I know a bit would you would what what have you heard so, tell me I want to know so I heard that there was a bit of tension between Joe and one of his co-hosts about like ownership of the podcast who it actually belonged to obviously it's called the Joe Budden podcast but I think his point was I'm just as part like just as big of a part as you are like you can't talk to yourself kind of thing <laughs> so then Joe must have turned around and said take a few pods off I like, just don't like, I think you just need to chill for a bit. So then the other guy has turned around and said, Cool, if he's not coming, I'm not coming because, like, you can't just do him like how that. Many, how many of them are? I think is there's three of them. All right, yeah. So he said, You can't just do him like that. And then they haven't come. Two twos now. They've resolved the beef, apparently. But then people were saying, like, mm, it's just not really the same. And then apparently someone just didn't turn up one day. So there's a video online of Joe, like, sitting there talking to himself is like, so you're fired. Like, does anybody you've you're in breach of your contract? Like, does anybody have any objections? But obviously, is he's it talking is, to is himself? Ones, so <laughs> so but that's as he just as got I'm fired now. on the podcast. How man? you don't get fired on your day off? <laughs>
0: nah, do you know what? So, for anyone that doesn't know about the Joe Bodden podcast, I'll I'll provide a bit of context, mm-hmm. right? So Joe Bodden. Was formerly a rapper. I remember him like the, in the, day, the yeah, yeah, from like Method Man, Red <laughs> yeah. Man, Joe Budden. Like it, he was a he was a big hip-hop artist. I wouldn't say he was the biggest no, and his thing popped, hip-hop. but he had a big enough name behind him and he made some for good sure. music. Been- mm-hmm. Right. I've known Joe Budden to be slightly problematic. He's one of those extrovert characters that are just what they say sometimes is a bit off the wall. Do you right. know what I'm saying? And his approach, his communication approach, like he rants and he will be on a whole tangent for like 20 minutes straight kind of thing. And you see that on the podcast. So anyway, he's got a podcast um, and he owns, I think it's a network called the Joe Budden Network. So the podcast sits within this network, right? Mm. The, The network existed before the podcast itself. And so it was just him and another guy, Rory. then. They were looking for someone else to come in to kind of make it a trio. Then they brought Mal in. So those are the three people. Okay. So did, like I said, this has been going on, the podcast has been around for at least seven years now. Oh wow. Big deals like 30 mil for like a five-year contract. Wow. Big, we're talking big money, right? So anyway, things have evolved and you can see that there's tension, right?
1: As it always I, I
0: don't happens I don't you, <laughs> do you know what I'm saying, and I think what from what I understood, sitting on both sides of the table here is that it started off with brethrens doing a thing and they tried to bring up conversations around accounting, banking, See, this contracts. Is, yeah.
1: This is why I should be business with pleasure. Like it's all good jokes for the time being, but then once the money starts hitting past a certain point, mm-hmm. now people want to start getting technical and start looking at who's doing what and who's responsible for what, who deserves what. So That's exactly it. And that
0: to your point, they've mm-hmm. made, to, your, to what you just said there, yeah, they tried to address this early and said, "Let's get our ducks in a row. Let's get everything organised from now." But every time they try to bring up the subject of accounting, my man starts getting a bit. Which one's hmm. my man, Joe. Joe? Right, Joe Budden. Yeah, is getting a bit funny. Right,
1: and now he don't want to finalise things and say, "Right, this right. is what it's going to be." So
0: what? What? Where they've landed? I don't know how far into this podcast this came about, but mm. Mao and Rory are on a percentage contract, meaning for whatever amount of money. They generate, they get a certain percentage. So, just by default, they need to know what's coming in to know what percentage cut they're gonna get. Yeah. But he's been a bit, a bit obstructive. Exactly. <laughs> <just> so,
1: <laughs> so it
0: seems like now they've let it slide a little bit, and they're like, nah, what's going on? You know. So anyway, you know, things have kind of got to a boiling point, as you said there, Brooke. Everybody said, all right, let's take a quick hiatus. Yeah. <laughs> then, Joe's gone and got two other brothers. On the show. So you what? just
2: replace them. Right. But listen, on that point, I must say, it's, it is a business at this point. Mm-hmm. If... If you was ill, you'd be expected to like find a replacement. The show must go on. Something has to happen. We have fans, we have people that are expecting this to come in. At this point, we're making money off of this. This is no longer just let's get together and sit around and record it and put it out for the people. The show must go on.
1: No, I hear that. But the problem is if they were trying to sort this out from before and you was moving bookie (laughs) and not wanting to get it sorted, you're a liberty to just come and just... Change up like that. That's that's I'm just out of order. Sit and talk to myself. Do you know what? No, it's no. not. You're supposed to have sorted that out when people was asking you to sort it out. It's a time and place, right?
0: My thing is, I I hear where you're coming from, Brooke, because the show must go yeah. on. Quote and it quote. should. But there's a way of doing things because you. This is like me saying to this, you now. Yes, I'm yeah. sure that are
1: people yeah, as well from handle back handle in you. the Their day. Places, like, right. people.
0: Them. It's not like this is just. Do you it's know what from I'm any saying? Any old person. Right. So my thing is now. I don't know. What the solution is. I'm not proclaiming to have that answer, but what I do know is whilst we're all taking a calling off period for you to go and have two other people sitting in the seat, that's not a calling off period. And I wonder, and I, and from what I'm, when I saw Rory and Mao's video that they dropped sometime this week, they didn't, it, it was a shock to them as well. Mm-hmm. So the fact that it's, the fact that you ain't communicated this, yeah, the fact definitely. that it's a shock, I'm like, that's not how you do business. Mm-hmm. And this is meant to be your dogs. Mm. So anyway, I just wanted to touch on that and see why, and just tell the people and what's been going on if you're not plugged in and to get your way in. But Leesh, what would you do if you were in a situation whereby you weren't happy with the ways
1: things were going on at work? Well, you listen, I'm just direct. <laughs> if I'm not happy, I'm going to let people know. Like I've had to learn over the years now how to try and be a bit more diplomatic and a bit more considerate to other people's think like feelings and how it's going to make them feel. But I just try and tell people, directly the, the way I say I don't like longing it out don't long out my upset if I'm if I'm going to be upset i just try and do it how I would like to be treated I suppose because I don't if, if I'm going to be upset let's just get me upset so I can get over it the quicker I'm upset the quicker I can get over it we can get on with life don't try and protect my feelings because sometimes in doing that you're actually doing more damage in my opinion so mm-hmm. I just think it's easier just if you've got a problem air it out like I'm always championing like Let's just have a group discussion. Let's just talk about it. Let's figure out how we're going to work this through. And then what if, yeah, you're... So there's there's three of you, yeah? So I say two,
0: it's fine. Then there's one person that's on smoke and they're being disrespectful and kind of, I guess, what's the word? Defamation of character. Mm. So that actually starts... This is no longer just about the issues being brought to the table, but now... There's an attack on someone's character and their mm. contributions and the quality of work they're bringing in. Mm. How? What would you do? What? So is this they're
1: co- they're like checking my quality of work? Am yeah. I the person that's like the odd one out? <laughs> so
0: basically, yeah. So <laughs> well, like in with Rory and Mal bringing this up, mm. the way that Joe has spoken about them in some of his video recordings, whether it be Instagram, mm. YouTube, whatever, like he called Rory measly. <laughs> How are you going to call him like, that you know? And like, <laughs> he's just kind. And then he said, what did he say about Rory, how Rory was living in his house, sleeping on his couch, as if to say he was some bummy guy. Like, Rory had his oh, own teens and was his own person before this. This was just a platform that gave him more exposure, yeah, yeah. But even
1: within certain I think networks. it shows about Joe's character then. I think it shows that he's the person that, like, common denominator. It's It can't all be you or it can't, you know what I mean? Like, yeah. I reckon it's Joe. He's the person who's the problem, quite possibly. But then it, you never know. Like sometimes you get all this money, it goes to your head, and then you get like this. Is it like Napoleon syndrome, or something? is that what it's called? I don't know. But yeah, I think Joe's probably the problem. I reckon. Yeah, he could have gone talk- about it. Oh, listen, because nobody's perfect. We all have problems. But I reckon if they were trying to sort out their issues. And he was longing it off. Then he's wrong because you could you had your chance to explain what you don't like, what you're not. Ha- Everyone could have brought it to the table and spoken about it. Whether that happened or not, obviously I'm not there, so I don't know. But yeah, I just think it's. Ugh. And to, this is the thing when you're in the public eye, everything's just amplified, and everyone's up in your business. But I suppose it's the price you pay for putting yourself out there. I suppose it's
0: true. Mm. Like I think a lot of people have been talking about what should they do in that moment. But mm. you know what? For me. I'm like, do you know where ultimately this started to go wrong? Is if you know assert your your if you know you've got a brethren or a business partner that operates in a certain way because mm. when you look at Joe Budden's behavior and his the way he delivers things,
1: my man's been out here he's for a long time. Dad, yeah. yeah, he's done you been like this, but one, yeah. he may
0: not have been directing
1: his energy toward you. This isn't out of character. Yes. Right. He, they, he's just never done it to his friends before. Kind of. No. Not these. Kind of like <laughs> small,
0: small, 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 small little digs and pokes yeah. Yeah. on the episodes, but maybe not so much in that respect. But I always say, you know, watch how other people treat, watch how the people that you're closest to treat the people that yeah. they're close to. Yeah. Because if something happens, that's an indication of how they're going to deal with 100%. you and what's normalized to them. Yeah. So I think even probably getting into getting into business with him. It's a double-ended sword, double-edged sword mm-hmm. because there's exposure, there's money, all these kind of things, right? But ultimately, you're getting into business with someone that you ain't really no. the one. He's, yeah. he, I would say in terms of integrity, that's questionable. When you're looking at some of the other circles that he's operated in, it, it's always a palaver. And I'm like, nah, allow it. And it's not a situation that I can personally get too much into right now because... It's a little bit techie, but what I will say is, yeah, sometimes just because you've got a personal relationship with someone, that doesn't always mean it translates into a business relationship.
1: Definitely, yeah. Yeah. Do you
0: know what I'm saying? It doesn't always translate to just being mindful Mm. and even before you say yes, you need to sit down and write out a series of questions that you need answered from mm-hmm. the buck yeah. and you need to have some certain standards for yourself about what you will and won't tolerate and what the ground sorted.
1: rules like, yes. Round, yes. Let's just boundaries. if we're going to do something together let's just establish yeah boundaries ground rules like what can what are we accepting what is tolerable what is not tolerable and i think if Where you just set can't. that out in the beginning it always makes for a much easier relationship or journey, whatever you're doing. I think just being clear mm. on what's expected, it really makes a big difference. Honesty is the best policy. Okay.
0: Right. And if someone's doing Higgy Hagger on the offset on those terms, you have a rough idea who you're who you're dealing with. Mm. But anyway, on to the next thing. So we've got three other topics to talk about that are more juicy. Do you know what I'm saying? <laughs> but I just they, these are certain things that I couldn't ignore. Being in, and do you know what? Just off the cuff, you know, shout out to Walgwan in India with COVID because four hundred thousand people are being contaminated a day.
1: There's, a, but India's got a very high population. That's the thing. I'm actually shocked it's only happening now. I thought it, they would have been at like the front line of. Oh, India's in trouble. Mm. So I'm, I'm kind of shocked at the delay. Do you know what it was? Apparently, yeah, they were on, they were on job. So, like
0: the way that they were dealing with it and everything, because they had proper lockdown curfew, like their.
1: Was that, I think that was the country I saw, like the police beating the citizens to get in their yard. I'm sure. This weren't no, this weren't a rampant. This weren't
0: a UK lockdown team. They were proper handling Mm -hmm. business. So, they were like a great example of how to manage it in a high density, Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. right? Where poverty is an issue, right? But they had like three big events. So, there was like some political rally. There was a, um, a Hindu festival and I can't remember what the other one was, but for the political rally, 80,000 people turned up and that's what caused the boom of this virus because they've had three big events in very close proximity where transmission can be, is transmission the word? Yeah, transmission, <laughs> yeah, can be rampant yeah. and now their place is it's peak. So I just wanted to also just spend a few moments on that because, you know, that's serious and we've got a big Indian population in the UK specifically so, in London so yeah. big up to our people them as well yeah. but onto a few lighter notes now right wireless festival
1: nice.
0: so you man are you planning to, you's not planning to go or what's your thing on wireless
1: it does look like a good lineup it is very for me it's very drill musicy which is the I listen don't don't yeah, at cabin. me <laughs> and I'm no problem with drill music at- like <laughs> yeah I like to big up like BBC, Radio One Extra because they're the people who keep me in touch. Because yeah, if it weren't I'm for them, fine. I wouldn't have a clue. So, yeah, <laughs> yeah like, like yeah. they keep me and, it, and um, Capital Extra as well. Like yeah. I always dabble between the two. But it does look like, like I think after the lockdown we've all had, oh, it's been a just being it. out is going to be a vibe. Like they could literally have. Probably a screen up there just playing. Honestly, um, um, you
2: not could have a DJ, right. and a Couple man with speakers in a park, and, and I'm gonna be living my be fucking best life.
0: Trust wow. me. Obviously. Anything the, the standard here yeah, has dropped so low. Listen, just, all of us
2: have been in our yard. Listen, the way we just explained it, maybe we are going.
0: Because I've got tickets to Sunday with one of my brethren's Them now, yeah. and I'm looking forward to it. And it's funny because now I'm questioning the day that I booked because Saturday. Looks lit. The better day. Saturday. <laughs> it's always actually, hard to Always put
1: one day hard. better than the other day. It's hard,
0: but my thing was here yeah, that it's gonna be a proper young buck day on Saturday because it's so Welcome yeah, to the festival. It, I was gonna, gonna say. Listen,
1: that, that's the thing. Like it, it will be very. Young. It will be a young crowd. And I don't have a problem with a young. I never have a problem going out with a younger crowd. I just don't like younger crowds that misbehave.
0: Because cool. the history of wireless is that it kicked off in Hyde Park because I was a regular, regular deckler <laughs> when it was Hyde Park. Then it moved to Frinsbury Park. And if you don't remember I how, how I remember the how the the, the, the walk, walk. there was like a particular, like a partition that kind of, they have a partition all the way around, like not a partition. So what do you call it? Like fences oh, A you right, fence here. Yeah, so they have parameters, right? So one piece of the parameter got torn down people people ran up in friends Park. And there's wow. no way, there's no way that you can have a situation where all of these big artists and vibes are gone and people are going to, this is happening in their ends and they're going to be
2: at home. That can't run, so... The, the phone got called. He said, you man, we're rolling. I don't got tickets. We're rolling. <laughs> you man, we're going wireless, you know. Have you got tickets? No, no, no.
1: no, 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 no we don't about no,
2: that. So, oh, You're not know, on our doorstep. <laughs> right, so
0: now, this year, it's in yeah, Crystal Christy Palace Park. Yeah. So, people that know me, I might time <laughs> this because I've never had a festival so close to my yard, yeah? yeah. And I'm talking about, this is what, not even 20 minutes away. So, I'm hitting up Sunday. I'm thinking maybe Saturday, not sure. But Mm. there are a couple of key points here before we even digress around what's happening here. And my first thing is, is I I counted 41 male artists and five female artists, including the host, Yinka.
1: That's like, that's disproportionate, isn't it? That's Very disproportionate.
2: They could have evened it out a bit, really and truly. the female landscape at the moment is popping. Like, women are doing it at the minute. Like, not that we don't always, but... Women in music right oh, now, yeah. it's a, it's, it's, live. A, it's
1: a good time for women, for
2: I, think. I think. I think definitely, since during
0: lockdown, right, I feel like the visibility on female UK artists has heightened. Yes. Um, there's been a lot more, even if we speak very frontline, there's been more female beef, so Ivory and Doll beefing, Lady Leisha who absolutely <laughs> bodied in, And then you've got Lay jumping in the thing. And then, listen, Bear there's but that showed me already Rod the female rap scene coming coming peak on. it is peak the gal them are out here in full force here so when I saw a measly five girl them on on the list I was pissed I was thinking mm. wireless and you like keep doing this across all of the days three days nah, that is rude listen Wireless. I'm talking to you right now. You keep doing this. You keep doing this year after year after. The one time that I give you a blight, when Rihanna come up, or was that Love Box? No, I think that was Wireless when (laughs) Jay-Z came out and Rihanna just ran up and nearly mashed up the whole place. But anyway, I want to like, so basically guys, yeah. Part of the preparation for this podcast is we both wrote lists of which female artists that we think that should have been making the cut. At least, man. You go first.
1: Like I had a few. But you see, like, obviously, like I said, this year feels quite drilly, drill music. Mm-hmm. I'm a little bit more r and B, a a bit more this. I feel like there's been like a new wave of like Afrocentric, neo-soul type mm-hmm. vibes coming out. And I'm really enjoying it. Like, I, I yeah, I really enjoy it. So who was on my list? I, I like Cesar. Georgia Smith as well. Mm-hmm. Ella May was on my list. This isn't, a, you said about Miss Dynamite as well. When we <laughs> were talking yeah, about it, yeah, yeah. Was like, that would have been <laughs> a vibe. Who else is on my list? Because I didn't bring... Something Green Tea. Oh, yeah. Green, green Tea, tea Peng. Peng. I just love her music. That's what some... kind of vibe is she? Because i never listened to her Just vibe. She's, uh, I would say alternative.
2: Yes, yeah, definitely alternative. If you go in like... Apple music, it it may possibly be in high and then comparing that to music, that's right. what it sounds like. Wave. I mean, it, sounds, it's a wave. it sounds funny, that's but it is it's it's wavy, it's good vibes, she's mm. chill. Yeah. I she
0: feel chill. do you know what? On this Miss Dynamite flex though, mm. I've seen Miss Dynamite at, at least at least three festivals, I'm, I'm, yeah. I
2: don't think I've seen she's her. What festival
0: would you been seeing? Because last Make it's about you know, yeah, yeah. She's there, I'll quite out. out. She's I'll quietly get out. Yeah. I've seen Miss Dynamite at three festivals and she bodies it every
1: time and they always put her, she's yeah, inside. You you know, I don't think she gets extent. the credit she deserves, really. terms of female talent yeah. from back then, like she yeah,
0: it's true. But I would like to see Miss Dynamite do a
1: little flex now. Yeah.
0: And see what she can do because she's so she's such a wordsmith. She's, she's got very flow. Talented, she's yeah. she can write Lyrics. over mad beats like mm. um like, they've all got, like, a, a bashment dance hall kind of vibe. She can do the garage thing. She can do the rap thing. Like, she's cold. Yeah. And, like I said, she they always put her inside. You know you have, like, main stages that are outside. Then you have inside the tent. Mm-hmm. She's always inside the tent, yeah. And it's hard. Carnage.
1: <laughs> what? I can imagine. So,
0: my list there that I've created is based upon the different... Zones that you have and the different stages here, You're so really, like visioning this. Yeah, yeah. yeah, I've thought this this. yeah so I thought about this So you've kind of like got. It. I'm thinking you kind of got the rap, drill, UK thing. Mm-hmm. Then there should be a little bit of R and B, maybe a little bit of soul, yeah. Yeah, and they that might be even like in the afternoon. When every warming even got up.
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. So this is <laughs> no,
2: this is between the twelve and four so not yeah. the Next folks festival coming soon. I listen, not play.
1: You know, don't put things out. I no team. Listen,
0: my team would be universe. bad. But anyway, all right. So we've got Amalu Amalu's cold to me. Yeah, she's hot. I I am DDB. <laughs> yes, yeah. She could she could hold it up in the festival with her energy. Uh, Miss Banks. You're fire. Steph London. Really done seeing what she no girl can tell me about my mother. <laughs> 16 shots, girl Oh hey, don't gas me, please. Anyway, yeah.
2: Summer Walker. I yeah. love her so much. Can we just take a minute? Go. Like, she is so incredible. Everything she does. She looks fire. She sounds mm-hmm. fire. Awesome. Put her on anything. Like the voice just it transcends my body. What's it's the nice.
0: song that she's got that's that She dropped with a UK artist quite recently, and it's over a Fuji's. It's either Fuji's or a Lauren Hillby. Oh, oh we're not going to remember it on the spot, when, then, but I
1: know
2: what you're talking
0: there's about. There's a song you know, like, it's yes, but listen, big up, Summer Walker. Then
2: My actually <laughs> off. I'm, I'll find it. So then,
0: Shabo, yeah, yeah, fire. What I, if none of you don't know about Shabo's c- catalog? I want you to start with her Daily Duppy, yeah, that was probably like. Late last year, mm-hmm. I want you to, start to go. Listen,
2: she goes. Oh. She is, yeah.
0: Jesus, crispy. Then I've got Miss Dynamite. Really, said enough. Mm-hmm. Coffee, coffee
2: is hard. Such good vibes. Blessings, are
0: Pamela. Yes,
1: like some of some, yeah. oh, I do yeah. like her. Yeah. And she's yeah,
0: and she's tomboyish as well. Repping it hard, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Bring bring her out, Leela Ike. Yeah, Another
1: I love like I like her lyrics, man. Vibes,
0: yeah. vibe. Mm-hmm. I mean, she can do the. Pr- she can do so much she has so, be good at wireless festival. Can
1: you imagine that? Like, I hear yeah, what you're yeah. saying about your little stage areas. Yeah, yeah. So you have your genre, your drill, your R&B. Yeah. You have a little like reggae bashment yes. area. Yeah.
0: Then imagine this. Yeah. Imagine this now. Yeah, Leela Ike, Coffee, and David Rodigan on one stage. <laughs> You would have to wheel me out on a bed at this point. Sorry,
1: give, me, give me two magnets. Lord, <laughs> I'm and, and I want smoke.
2: If I die right now, I'm good. Listen, oh.
1: yeah, let the people know I was happy.
2: <laughs>
0: the last couple of people I've got on them, Scissor, yeah. you know, I think she's like do a little her thing. Music. I'm not going to lie, her, Scissor, and her, I don't Very actually. Very similar. Listen, I, I don't listen to their content that much. But I know of what they do. I know their I know their content mm-hmm. and their code. Mm-hmm. So I think they could have contributed something there. Definitely. Georgia Smith. Yeah. Don't you know when you hear the sirens coming? Hey, hey, what? So funny. And then she's got she, that tune with who is it now? Oh, I'm the it. worst. No, no, no. It's a Jamaican artist. I want to say Burner.
2: maybe Popcorn. Might so have been Popcorn. Sorry, can we just pause? You did say. You said Jamaican artist and I said Burner. So I just want to let everybody that's listening know <laughs> that it was just my tongue. Let it know. Let it know. Let, let it be, know. Let it I'm, be know I'm that said that. It was me that said it, but I do take it back.
0: Course. Yeah, you need to. I'm looking. I'm, I'm going on Spotify <laughs> yeah, now, yeah, to see know. if I can find what this tune is because, nah.
2: So who are the five females that are on... The lineup who who did make it? Who are the chosen ones?
0: Oh yeah, and by the way, yeah, quickly, mm-hmm. LMA. I mean, LMA is not really. She's good, just not my cup of tea.
2: Yeah, no,
1: no. no. Just I I enjoy her tea. music, but I don't think it would necessarily be right for her she's, to be like headlining at Wireless. Bands. Like, it's not, it's not like a party vibe. And a, I reckon people are gonna want to party. Yeah, They're not yeah, gonna yeah, want to be getting though. all in their feelings like that. Yeah,
0: yeah. What, I mean. what? And I did think these are three, four people. With a question mark. Now, I want you listeners to let me know what you think on this, yeah? Now, Ray Black. Ray Black's doing the circuit. She's cold. Mm. Do you know what I'm saying? Like, I kind of see Ray Black similar to Miss Banks. In my mind, they kind of on the same thing. Mm. Neo. Neo has got some absolute bangers, you know. And I think she could have done a little lunchtime slot. <laughs>
1: <laughs> I love People, the yeah? timeline.
0: <laughs> yeah. These times, when you know when you're eating snacks? Yeah. It's time- yeah, level up. No lay, no lay as a, if you don't know, female MC. Yeah. Bad. What? Big up you, yeah? And then Lady Leisha. Hmm. Sure. <laughs> so are those are
1: the people that are actually
2: no.
0: booked
1: in on No, no, no. They're
0: These, not. Are this are they? They?
2: why were they I your see. question
1: mark?
0: These were my, I don't, do you know what? I don't know why they were my question mark. That. <laughs> They could have all been there if you asked me. But have any of you seen Lady Leisha's comeback to Iver and Doll Div? All right, cool. Did she really listen. call her a div
2: though? <laughs> listen. 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 All
0: right, <laughs> next, I want you guys. Right, this is what we're doing. I want you guys both to listen. And I want you to both to uh, record your reaction to it. Mm. And then let me I because I want to see what you yeah, think, thinking it. We
2: can do that. On for it? You. Yeah, yeah, cool. yeah. Let's
0: six, go. six, six. six mm. And if he's lit. Guys, I might just post it on the IG so yes. you does like see it too, man. So that was my thing anyway. That I just think it's unbalanced. It's really unbalanced, and we've got the female talent here, so it's un it's unnecessary. But you're asking like who's gonna be on the um, lineup? Mm. So I haven't read everybody, but the people that I think are the biggest names on there: Diggity,
1: mm.
0: Unknown T, Millions, Darko. You're my critic. <laughs> That that's my that one's special for me, innit? Gang them. We got Central C, Nines, Mm. Tion Wayne, Abracadabra, Chip, Heady One, Emma Huncho, Potter Paper,
1: Skepta, Future, and Rick Ross. Mm. Mad. It is a it is a heavy lineup. Mm -hmm. It's a shame it's not a bit more, you know, evenly distributed. But listen, it's still gonna be a good time. Out of any of like. Are there any people that
0: you like on that? Because like one thing, yeah, that I'm thinking you see Chip, Chip's had a phenomenal year. Yeah.
2: Yeah. And if Skepta and Chip are both there, uh, we yeah, could we, get, like we could get a young young track of Insomnia, maybe. Oh. Yeah. Or
0: yeah, yeah, yeah. We could. That this takes us nicely onto, like potential big moments. Yeah. Right? So bearing in mind, we've been on lockdown, yeah. There's been bangers that have released that That's no one's never way. been.
1: That nobody yeah. knows about listen, yeah. they could all just get on the stage
2: together, like okay. really and truly. Ooh. Just could do, you like imagine? listen, they
1: do like a big old little, I don't know. Maybe before we know they had that like, lined up for the grand finale. Could you all imagine? I'm saying is
2: I think RD is gonna be there somewhere. Like who's that? Is, is it from Block? He like, no, he's oh. like that little I don't even wanna sit. Yeah, do you know what? didn't I've been seeing the state of her body. Oh, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. He's he's the, her, with the with the, um, with the Burberry scarf. Yeah, the little bright and that, Like he, yeah. he's gonna be there. He, you will see his, his face at Wireless. Yeah, thrown it. out there. He'll probably
0: be. There. He, you no, know, I'm yeah. sorry. <laughs> he he, you do you know what? If we just start from that, use that as a point. I reckon them Tion Wayne's gonna bring out Russ.
1: Mm. for yeah, body
0: get a body remix. Then Darko's already be gonna be there. Then what's the brothers name? Adds. You know the one that you were just talking about oh, with the stars? RD. RD, RD yeah? yeah. Yeah. So I reckon that they, they might do the original that I think Tionway is going to bring Russ out yeah. and they might do a first little verse. And then they will time, it Yeah. And then everybody <laughs> comes <laughs> out. <laughs> I, want, I want drama. I want everybody to come running out.
2: Yeah.
0: And then mad. Yes, I think that. Then we've got Abracadabra, Jiggy Jiggy on deck. <laughs> I ain't never heard that in a rave. Yeah. I've never heard Jiggy Jiggy on deck. So, and he's got that. That song, Baby. I'm not even going to try and Central C. fantastic. He is so
2: fun. Yeah. Like, so fun. How old is he? He's good at music too. (laughs) He does his thing. I'm not sure. He was about 10. No. He that, did have a real baby face when I looked him up online. Maybe my... I've just thrown an age out there. He's my age mate. Definitely. I think he's
1: about 20, tw- between 21 and 24. Yeah, he's old uh, I don't think he's young. I don't think he's in his teens. Yeah, no, I think he's like
2: grown. But that's good. Enough. When you got a
1: baby face, that's good. He'll be looking good in the next 20 years. He'll still be looking fine. So, yeah.
0: I'm thinking we've got loading. We've got six for six and I got commitment issues. <laughs> I'm to that for you. What? Oh, and what's his name? Munya. Let me not even say the last name, yeah? But the comedian Monier, yeah, has just dropped. You know, he does like his little skits He's of it, skits, yeah? yeah? Bad. He's got a really good one on um, commitment issues still. <laughs> then we've got Millions. He's tuned, Billions. Big, 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 big tune. And also Versus. Spoke about Chip. Now, if you think about this, if you think about what Chip has done since lockdown, that beef with Stormzy, well, that he was trying to antagonize, and <laughs> yeah. well, he was trying to antagonize him out. Stormzy come into his yard, tend to come heard outside. Of, i heard about that beef, yeah. Like Chip, when he was outside the Shell petrol station, shelling, you <laughs> yeah. know, 10 what was it ten commandments. Oh my God. That was a great moment for culture. Great moment. I've been, I've loved Chip from where they from long, long, long time. So, Oopsie <laughs> Daisy. You no, know fuck off, honey. <laughs> Chip, no, no me, that won't be that. a <laughs> Yeah. Then let's talk about Digger D because why has not been that come out in the middle of lockdown? Imagine when he, imagining wireless, it's going kind to of like they've just picked up the whole pile and tipped it up, uh, tips it. They're going to go down. nuts. Yeah. Wait, 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 wait,
2: wait,
0: wait. Do you know what? I was watching this um, documentary on BBC Three about him and he was on. Basically, the police and the courts have been just trying to ramp with him a lot. Okay. And so they put a ban on him being able to talk about violence and gang business. So if and he's, his music. Right. But he's got wordplay. He... But the thing is, it's wordplay. Well, because like, I like then I was listening to Wyatt again and he was like, How he justified it? Yeah, because he had to run all of his lyrics by his solicitor, then it got submitted to the court. So he there's a part right at the beginning where he's like, I jump out and put him in a coffin. So his thing was it's a dance. <laughs> and he actually does a Sorry? dance. It. I'm he dancing the <laughs> thing.
1: Yeah. That's it. This is smart. So yeah, no, you can get away with that. Listen. Yeah, listen.
0: And prove also, it. jump up, rises, toy man ain't said nothing.
2: It's all suggestive. No, <laughs> you, know, you do you know. <laughs> smart lyrically. Yeah, but this is good for him,
1: is much- I didn't know that. That was like his boundaries. You can't. Yeah, right. he's got
0: quite a lot of... Con- he, they put, they slapped the conditions on him. And I think we're going to have a conversation about prison and the courts and that because... So I was just about to say,
2: free my people, man. See how they put us in chains,
0: even when we're not in chains. Listen, do <laughs> you know what? It's calm, you know, because you see what Digger did. You courts thought you were really doing something and then my man came out with what? Yeah? I said, yeah. I'm getting money. You weren't on shit courts, just saying. So <laughs> Courts ain't on piss. <laughs> you got heady one.
2: I Un- love him. It unknown
0: T and Nines. Nines. I've just put them all together because they're he- they're kind of heavyweights. I think so. Do you know what I'm mm-hmm. saying? Just they they
1: themselves create big moments. They're sick, and then it's re- gonna be big. Honestly, because like I said, the way people are pent up, people are pent up, wound <laughs> up. They're like that little jack in the box, just waiting to spring That's out to life. You know, yeah
0: what about i'm thinking drake might come out you know because i know he's been itching, and i'm thinking he loves the
1: uk dying. do you know when yeah, he, he would love out? to come out just so that he can be like yeah i was there he, he's a, on an honorary brit isn't he he, is, so he, he, he is he's classified okay.
2: himself he's classified himself and canadians <laughs> like if it was american fair enough then like beg it but canadians got ties deep-rooted got ties to us are we talking about the commonwealth
0: or just unofficially here
2: I'm talking about unofficially, oh, okay, as okay. culture. Man them. Okay,
0: yeah, yeah yeah, yeah, they, yeah, yeah, They're gang.
2: Like, a lot of people that go to Canada, and like especially Toronto, they're like, it's like London, but yeah, it's, not in, city, it's London yeah, away it's from it's home. And the Jamaican culture right there is very exactly. similar to how we... The way used. they yeah, talk
0: patois yeah. as well. <laughs> so I'm thinking Drake could come out simply because, you know, he had that track with Heady One. Mm. And he just dropped Lemon Pepper with Rick mm. Ross, and Rick Ross is...
1: There. So
0: I'm thinking... Ooh. I'm thinking, so those are the big moments I'm predicting anyway, yeah? Mm. So, and I also want to see if Chip, what Chip's going to do, because he's dropped some things, but the big, the heavy hitting ones I heard were all diss tracks. So are you really going to Can't, do a diss yeah, track? That's just a big... time and
1: place.
2: in uh, bad vibes. <laughs> yeah, then you, then,
0: then you just lose effect in it. So it'll be interesting to see what he wants to do. Then we've got Race, Pop and Power, which was a show recently dropped on BBC. And this basically, a bit of context here, then I've got a couple of questions that I've, that kind of sticked out. So we'll kind mm-hmm. of just, I'll throw them out there and see what go So anyway, Leanne was one of the mixes from Little Mix. She was yeah. the only black one there, more mixed race, but you understand. And so she set up this whole documentary, basically looking at the, looking at the role race had to play within pop and the constructs of power within the music industry. Mm-hmm. Now, I was thinking to myself at first, hmm. But what do you know? Because I ain't never heard you talking about nothing about nothing before, other yeah. than prancing up and down on the stage. So, are you really the best equipped person to be having this conversation mm. when we've got the likes of Queen Colechi? Yeah, I don't know, but she's talking. Let's I went with her, I went with an <laughs> open heart. Yeah, and said, let me see. Documentary out of ten, maybe six points, six
1: point five seven. Not mm. bad. I watched it. We were talking about it, so I thought, well, let me go, let me go and give it a watch. Yeah. I thought it was interesting. I liked, I think I liked listening to other people that she spoke to as well. It made yeah. it a bit more, more interesting in terms of like what what she was trying to say. I do kind of hear what she was saying in terms of um, <laughs> feeling like she was mad.
2: Like, is it just me, or is it actually? Sorry, for those that haven't watched it, oh, sorry. I haven't watched it, and there might be some people listening. Do we want to just give a brief overview? Yes.
0: Yeah. Go yeah, yeah. 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 Mm-hmm. So she's done this documentary on race, the the role racism plays within pop and the music industry at large, and in which, from how she kind of delivered this was that she spoke about her life growing up and that she hadn't experienced racism besides one incident at primary school mm. and that her, both of her parents identify as black, mm. yeah? Even though I think they're mixed race. Yeah. They are- mixed yeah.
1: race parents. I think yeah. they're from, one's Bayesian, one's Jamaican. Mm. Yeah.
0: So, yeah, I think yeah. you are spot on. And then, so she's been raised in a household where- Cultured. Black, black yeah. things are on, do you know yeah. what I'm saying? So she's gone into this music industry now Late teenager, and she's now experiencing things and feeling a certain type of way that she couldn't essentially understand. Mm-hmm. So she looks at her experience as a child and growing up, her experience in Little Mix, and then ha- based upon her experience in Little Mix, then talking to other people in the music industry to get their way in, and then does a neat little summary. So that's basically what the documentary is. So, Leash, go, 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 go. Say your thing. So, Sorry, okay. yeah,
1: no. I- I heard what she was saying, because like, she was, let me start again, let us start that again. <laughs> <laughs> Where she um, she identifies as black, because she is a lighter skinned complexion, it, they touch on like colorism and like the, the caste system that actually happens within the black community. Mm-hmm. So she was saying how like online, she even though she was trying to, you know, when the whole George, George oh, Floyd yes. thing came around and it was Black Lives Ma- Matter, she started taking a real interest and- in, made it her duty to educate herself, so to speak. So she felt that she was getting some kind of stick from people saying, oh, well, you know, you're just a light-skinned girl prancing around in your knickers type. I think was one of the comments that she had. And obviously it was a bit disheartening for her because she's trying to go on this journey, not just for herself. She wants to try and change things going forward. Because it is, in order for race to like, the racist situation that happens in Britain or even worldwide, it's something that until we start constantly talking about it and ramming it down people's throats and challenging those little microaggressions and other little unconscious biases that happen that people are not always aware of, nothing will actually change. So despite what certain things she was... I can understand, I don't know, Some you, you could look at me, some people would say, oh, you're dark-skinned, some people say you're, you're lighter-skinned. It's, it's neither by the by, like everyone experiences those kind of little racisms that you have to kind of brush off and learn to live with. I think she made a comment with like one of the choreographers must have said to her, oh, you're the black one. So you got to work 10 times as hard. But that's that is what my mum taught me. Like, listen, you have to work harder to prove to them that, you know, you are capable. You're just as good. But for people who are you know, white privileged, so to speak, it's they're none the wiser. So I think in order for us to make change, it's about bridging that gap so that it's not alien and documentaries like what she's put on. It's the out there so that other people can go and watch it and try and educate themselves. And it's just a starting point. There's gonna be parts of it that people don't agree with or they think, oh, you're just just making noise for nothing. You're just trying to be in the limelight. But I still think it's good. Like No such thing as bad bad publicity, so to speak. Mm. I'm on a similar vibe to you on
0: this because I feel like this documentary was more for the non-POC, people of colour community Mm. and it's more informative for other people to kind of understand because I'm like, as a black person, I'm like, okay, it didn't make me feel any type of way like I haven't learned anything. I haven't, I didn't feel good because I'm seeing a show on it kind Mm. of thing because I almost feel like reliving trauma in these conversations. There's a fine balance between it Mm. but I will never discredit it because I feel like it's informative for people that sit outside of the realms of experiencing yeah. racism
2: mm.
0: and getting them to really understand what it looks and feels like. And she was able to speak to like the nuance, and I feel like the insidious nature of racism is that it's a shapeshifter mm. and lives on the thresholds of nuance.
1: Yeah,
0: it's the things that you can't describe pinpoint. or say specifically. It's the energy in which someone does something. So a prime example, right? I was, during lockdown, I was in, actually, it was this year. It was twenty twenty <laughs>
1: Lockdown
0: 3.0. <laughs> let it be known, it was 2021. I was in Lidl, my local Lidl. Was waiting outside there, doing up the queuing system. The queue weren't that, that wasn't that mad. So I'm minding my own business, listening to my little podcasts and my headphones and whatnot, enjoying myself. Then I see these two guys standing a bit too close. So I thought, Do you know what? I've got myself covered up. I'm just going to let it slide because it's not every day and I know what I know. It can look mad if I start batting people up in the line outside <laughs> little. It's just gonna make me look like look bad. And I thought I don't really want this energy right now. I just want to do my thing. So anyway, the people in front of me had moved, so I've shifted forward and wanted to see what these people are on. Again, it's like they wanted to sit inside my jumper with me. Something so I said, "All right, guys, 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 come on, back up," you know. Can I have a little space, please? That's how I framed it. Can I have a bit of space, please? Yeah. So I'm making it even seem like it's a me thing at this point when this Mm -hmm. is a global thing. Anyway. (laughs) Global pandemic. You know, so then my man starts running up his mouth and kicks a dirty face mask at me. And the energy that he done that, I knew what he was on. Mm -hmm. I knew what he was on. Now, if I said to someone, this brother kicked a face mask at me outside Lidl's, it doesn't capture it. But I knew. Makes you sound bad. But we know. Right. I knew what he was on and the way that his energy was. So I started making the scene. I was like, don't you dare throw a fa- kick a face mask at me. Stand back. Stand. <laughs> I was doing the most. I sprinted over to security, pointing at man. I said, that man there. Yeah, him. I was doing the most because I thought... I knew what he was doing and he was trying to antagonize me and he didn't like the fact that I challenged him mm. and he felt a way as if he had some kind of superiority complex and how dare I. Mm. So anyway, that was just an example of sometimes the nuance mm. and you're not able to explain it. And like she said, you know, she started to internalize that own mm. question. Is this me? Am I going mad? Do I need to be better? And in the last episode 10 that just dropped... My, me and Shereen were talking about when you're trying to be, quote unquote, you can't see me. So I'm doing, you know, air commas yeah. here. The good black. <laughs> right. And so when you start, she started to try and do being a good black, trying to do more, trying to be better, mm-hmm. trying to do all these Striven. things. And it's never enough because ultimately it's not a you problem. Yeah. yeah. And she also spoke a bit around how they used her image, to what used her image, well, her race to create an image of being edgy and cool and yeah. black. When that's She's not just a she token is. black. The to the token black tokenism, isn't mm-hmm. it? Really? Mm-hmm. So those were some of the things that stood out. But I also, like you, love the fact that she had this discussion circle mm. with other influential people in the music industry. Who did she? Who was uh, An Alexandra
1: Burke. Yeah. Is it Keisha from the Sugar Babes? Keisha Bear Keisha. <laughs> sorry, sorry. <laughs> she had two other people, but I wasn't. I didn't really know who they were. One was another artist, Ray. Ray R A Y E. Not Ray Black, Ray. And then another lady. I think she, from what I gathered, she—if you looked at her, she would look Caucasian. But I think she had some black in her. Or I mm-hmm. think her friend didn't get let into a restaurant or something like yeah. that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because like they let her white friend in, and the security was like, "No" to the black friend. And this was at the went, Ivy. It went viral, wasn't it? Yeah. yeah, that was at the Ivy. She took video because I had, didn't know about that until yeah. I watched it. So I was like, "Pause." Let Go, me go, go and do tea. your research. Let me
0: find That's, out. I should have done that. I was so,
2: racist restaurants.
0: But so. I wanted to know, like, sometimes I I rate what she did. Don't get me wrong yet. Hell of yes. But I really wish, I feel like we need to have a global script here of what happens in these situations mm-hmm. because there needed to be some clarity, okay? So why is it? I, and don't ask these questions and let these people Sorry. come with some bullshit yeah. rebuttal or or deflect what is it about this person why they can't come in? Mm. Let them talk on that. Like, I want to hear what you've got to say about, because we've identified I can come in, Mm. my my other dog can come in who's not black. She can't. I want to know what is it about this person? They will find every other reason, the shoes right.
2: or the dress or the hair, right. so I can find somebody inside and prove to you you're a racist. Right, but, that's what it's like. but this, but I think it's letting them talk their way into a hole. Of course. So people can hear the. Give them enough rope just
0: yeah. to hang themselves, right. exactly, you know. So that was good. Yeah, Neo, that was the other person. Oh right, Neo. yeah, yeah. And <laughs> Mabu, <my boo. laughs> you can always call me Neo. So anyway, yeah. <laughs> but it was good to hear the conversations around, but before I jump in man, were there any kind of key takeaways that you, that some of the stories that they shared that, what did you take from the conversation?
1: I'm a bit, when Alec, cause Alexandra Burke made a comment to say that, I think her one of the agencies she your organisations or something, they they basically told, oh, well, we've already got a black person. So mm. the the role is filled by type of mm. thing. So it's kind of reaffirming that there isn't space for multiple black faces. They've got their quota that they want to, or that they have to be seen to be filling in or meeting, and then outside that they don't actually care. So it, it's an unfair competition. Like right? there could be loads of genuinely good artists. Let's we know about the was it intersectionality. Mm-hmm. It's hard enough being like, a female in the industry, so it just goes to show you, if you're a black female in the industry, you've got it. It's not even twice. that like, I'm sure the maths work out even less in your favour. Yeah. So it's even yeah. worse for someone of color and a female to try and make it into the industry i think she said about that she was advised she should bleach her skin yeah she couldn't wear things a certain way like it just i think that we as a race for black people in order for us to see see the type of change that we want to see we have to start being present at those tables or making space Mm -hmm. in our own way and platform in order for us to to, I don't know to thrive as we can do as a as a people because waiting for these white people to do it for us. Yeah, we can't just. Be it's to not gonna happen. It's not because they're because you know why It's not that they don't want to give us the space. They're completely unaware that there's an issue because they're getting on with their own life, because doing the system, their own thing. Don't, they don't. All, they're they not
2: aware. us. Like we literally live in a system that's built this way. so yeah. us here trying to deal with the individual and trying to say, "Oh, like you're a racist. We have to deal with you." The whole. System, it's hard like, let's tear this motherfucker down <laughs> and start again you know, like even how black businesses are thriving at the minute it's so good to it's see nice. it's, we, it's like why are we not it's
1: like them? a new wave see? it's i think it's a new wave of like the modern black person now i think i like to think that we're not on sh- that we're not on that shit we're not <laughs> here to appease white people no, no we're, we're hard now like i think they've we've kind of like I'm not saying we've forgotten our trauma of slavery because that kind of stuff will never leave us. But I think we're learning to swallow it and say, do you know what? In order for us to progress, mm. this is what we need to do. Like we need to try and make our own space I and do like our own everything
2: thing. Everything that we've ever done has always become cool, and we Ooh, finally the sweet, we set the trends. Literally, <laughs> we finally got to a point where it's like, all right, so they're just gonna copy us and claim it to be cool anyway. All right? We're actually it like we are it so why are we allowing them to like we're not no, but i think people people are
1: realizing now anyways Absolutely. like even
2: like because back in the
1: day even being like darker skins and like 4c hair mm-hmm. people are reclaiming their 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 heritage and their roots and their naturalness uh, even suppose. being African,
2: like, obviously i'm not african but in when i was back in, school, in the day, being yeah. african was that like, I know so many Africans used to lie and say it was Jamaican. It's changed completely now. African is cool these days. Do you Mm -hmm. know what I mean? Like, it's so nice that everybody's claiming their heritage and claiming their culture. Back in the
1: day, I remember it was like, Jamaican was the the lit thing. But I know now because my my sister's a teacher in a secondary school. And now it's like the Caribbean children get teased for being Mm -hmm. Caribbean. They're like... (laughs) go away with your jerk yeah. chicken like. that's only because we <laughs> you know, like you don't know the, you know. the caravan yeah, yeah. Joel, like, it's, Joel, it's because jollof's taken over listen jollof is lovely so <laughs> yeah, i'm cool with that but it
2: definitely <laughs> makes sense we we were here first so then when uh, that sounded really racist but because obviously the wind rush happened and there was an abundance of us over here our culture kind of got accepted by white people a little bit more and it was already known. It was like, oh, this is just Jamaicans or Caribbeans. Yeah. It's just how they act. So then when there was like loads of African people that then came over, it was this whole new culture that people were a bit unsure. Yeah. It's just the new, it's out. the exactly. new you know news. New? Do you know what I think that speaks to? We had time to, we
0: influenced what certain, we influenced British culture at an early stage. So if you think about like the skinheads, because people yes, always think yeah. about skinheads were racist. Not something. to say that they're not, not, there is a fraction of skinheads that are racist, mm. yeah. But in ska music, there's an overlap of ska music and reggae music. If you don't yeah. know what ska music is, I beg you go and do your research, yeah. <laughs> and you can see where reggae music influenced white Britain. Yeah, at it's very hard, and you had yeah. these white guys with their skinhead, with their little Harrington jacket, the rolled-up jeans with the DM like boots, t- Teddy boys, isn't You're it? I think. Doing the most what skanking hard to reggae beat, so. I think that it's what you were speaking to is that we've had early integration in yeah, that respect. Yeah, absolutely. But what kind of com- coming back to this documentary now. What got me was Alexandra Burke being told that she must bleach her skin. Mm. I said, can you imagine at work? Can you imagine? Can you imagine at work? If someone has said to me you have to bleach your skin. Okay. I don't know what my reaction might be because can someone someone might get kicked
2: out.
0: Yeah. <laughs> HR might have to, it's to about do it. to say, go down. Do you know what I'm saying? I thought that was one thing. Then talking about the crabs in the barrel thing, mm. that's when people are like, oh, why can't black people get along? Why is it that? If, if they're beefing and they can't get along, why do they expect right. acceptance from other people? Now, that is a prime example of the animosity that is bred within our culture because there isn't enough space. And I say that yeah. in inverted commas again yeah. for all of us. So it does create this crabs in a barrel mentality, yeah. which I think back in the day when I remember, yeah, it was like if you had someone in a black interviewer, it's peak for you because they're going to give you a harder time than the white person. Mm-hmm. And I experienced that once in a workplace and it wasn't directly with me, but it was one of my good dogs that I worked with. And this black woman was just on his back. And I said, something's really doing this woman, but I think yeah. she wanted to beat passion that's what i think she wanted the thing and my brethren weren't penny in there but so i think that was and just to kind of wrap up on this to make sure we've covered everything she spoke about colorism mm. and i respect the fact that she held her man to account about some of the yeah. colorist quotes that he had tweeted yeah. and he looked hella uncomfortable in his seat yeah i think
1: he said something about not creaming your feet why do black women's feet always dry mm. I can't remember the other thing
0: Black women that wear, dark skinned women that oh. wear lipstick, look like burnt, burnt toast
2: with jam. jam yeah, burnt toast they have jam. a black mum. He looks mixed face. He's, well, he's, he's a light skin there, right There's dark a black skin. woman in your family with dry feet. The thing of it is, realistic.
1: those kind of tweets that they all resurfacing. they were from ages ago. Back in, from ages ago really was was back, back in the day, people didn't really know where Twitter was going back then.
2: back in the day is actually verbal abuse. Yeah. That's British culture at its finest. Even when you watch old TV, like come fly with me, Little Britain, you think, fuck me. We used to put this on primetime television. Things that
1: were culturally acceptable back then are no longer like back in the day, it was
2: normal for a man to like put
1: his hand on your behind while you're photocopying things. Whereas now my man's going to (laughs) well he's definitely getting fired. Yeah. Things just things just change. What though? I say this. I say this, yeah. But now I don't know
0: what this brother's setup is at home mm. in terms of how he grew as, up, because there are some families that there's bare mixed race people. Everybody's mixed race. Yeah. Yeah. Do you know what I'm saying? So I don't even know if there is a dark skin presence in his family. Mm. But what I do know, irrespective of the timing and this and that, you could have never come and said that to my uncle Steve's face. You would have never been bred to go and say that to my auntie Valerie's face. So you know that you're talking shit. Mm. You know that it within certain spaces and confines you can talk that madness yeah, he but he would have, have, never, have never have come to a jamaican nine night <laughs> and been talking that, no, Do you that, that so that's so that lets me know mm. if you can't say this yet in certain environments where there is a majority of that people no, you, you know that you're wrong yeah like,
2: you know you know that you're wrong in it so a lot of that is like deep written and self-hatred though yeah it's like,
1: i think he said that on it, the documentary but i felt
2: like but i felt like is that a cop out? Like It's very easy to seem like a cop out. It's one
1: of those ones. I personally think that, okay, he did feel like that at the time. But I think now that it's all come to light, he's kind of just going through the motions of saying Mm -hmm. what he needs to say just so that we can just move forward from this. And unfortunately, I think that's what happens in a lot of these racist kind of situations. Like You have to just be seen to say, oh, yeah, okay, do you know what? I'll hold my hands up. Yeah, I'll reflect on that. I won't do that again. But in the reality, in the yeah, nitty yeah. gritty, is it actually changing? Is you it actually, actually you has your, your mindset changed? Change? Do
0: you know what, guys? Yeah, I need to say something before I forget. Okay. So, you know, I was talking about Georgia Smith, that's the one. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I think it's called Come Over. Yeah. That's what it's called, too. Sorry, guys. I had to say it now before I forgot. But yeah, back to what you were saying. Yeah, that, like, it does crawl.
1: <laughs> oh, so, you just wanted to drop Can the just name.
0: like
2: no, if you I don't. Come yeah, come I don't know. Yeah, But then
0: everyone—that's the, the song. Part. But sorry, the song is so cold that I just had to. Yeah, it's but, and I think it's cranium. Yeah. It's cranium. So anyway, now I think you show what you were saying that it feels like there's almost like this kind of, I f- for him to say it's deep rooted in self-hate and so and so and so. To me, it still doesn't tell me why you thought it was okay because mm-hmm. yes, that is the root cause. But you thought it was socially acceptable. You thought you could get mm. away with it. Was this actually your opinion at some time? Like, you telling me that it's rooted in self-hate doesn't tell me why you said that thing.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Do you know
0: what I'm saying? So that's why I'm like, is that a cop-out? I feel like it was because when you were saying it, you weren't aware that it was deep-rooted in self-hate. So no. what was your intention at, at that time? time. Mm. And that's what I wanted to hear a little bit. But he was squirming in his seat and I was here for it. Yeah. I was. Looking, and she was looking at him like, nigga, I don't know she you. Was like this.
1: She was like... So what, are you, our mixed roast, your mixed race, our baby could come out any shade. Like, what mm-hmm. are you going to do then? Are you going to be saying that if our child comes out darker skin? Kinda, he just pretty much had mm-hmm. nothing mm-hmm. to say. Uh, yeah, yeah, he had what nothing say? to say. But, that's, and that's, and say? That's what but comes, she
0: held him up And that's why good. I know that he wasn't real in what he was saying. Mm-hmm. Because if that was the case, his reaction, if you're really down, would have been like, it don't matter yeah, what kind of the baby is that. Like, it's my baby. And the thing is, now I know the impact of what I've said and where I was going yeah. on. It actually has educated me to ensure that I'm dealing with my child. As I said, this brother ain't on yeah, nothing, uh-huh. man. You're talking crap. But something that I thought was quite interesting, yeah, and I was just thinking, this is just atypical of corporate behavior. When, what's her name? Leanne said that she she went to Sony and said, like, all right, boom. I want to talk with... They're basically the top of top. So, the man, so it would have been like the MD or the CEO, whatever it might be,
1: right? The person was like, nah, nah. I'll, you can speak she to wanted, the head of marketing. She wanted to talk to him because basically her argument was when she goes into work, so whether it's studio, mm. a, a gig or whatever, the people who are behind the scenes, as in makeup, lighting, uh, all the technical sides, nobody is of color. Like she's the only person there. So she wanted to speak to higher management. To find out, well, why is it like that? Like, yeah, what can be done? And they just fobbed her off. They they try to <laughs> send the, like the token black woman from HR. Do you know what it was?
0: Do you know what it was? No, it was the head of marketing. Oh, <laughs> head of marketing. The head of marketing. It it? And then
2: I'm like, so you sent a you sent it black to the with a black. black person in the they
0: spray to and I thought to myself, do you, know what, do you know what was wrong about that? Was this conversation doesn't need to happen amongst us because we already, we already know. know but they, think,
1: but that's the thing. They think that that is the best solution. The I'll send the black person in to go talk to the other black person about well, the problems that they're having. They don't realize that. <laughs> I thought you true. have to be put in <laughs> that uncomfortable situation as the higher up that's in order for change thing. to happen. Like right. people are too scared to start these kind of uncomfortable situations, and as then as they want on a thing of oh, if it's going to be
0: recorded, then I'm not on it. So basically they had to... Where it landed that... I don't know who she spoke to, but she had a conversation with someone off camera, one of her... I call them colleagues, but co-singers. I don't
1: know. One of the bandmates. Someone in the bandmates.
0: One of the bandmates. And... It was interesting. She was like, "I'm gonna leave this, um, this agency or this record label this that." And I was thinking, it'll be yeah, interesting to it, see in 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 that eighteen months if you're still there because yeah, that's a big, it's a bold step. When Queen,
2: when there's Quinn yeah. Um, mm, not even on Quinn what does your contract say, Miss? Are you allowed to leave? <laughs> are you allowed <laughs> to leave? the dot Talk in up line, the then, like, I'm not being funny or anything. You can sit there and say, "I'm leaving. I'm leaving." sign I
0: own you. <laughs> that's. That's it. Mm. Yeah, listen, I'm like, well, if you own me in the melanin in my skin, listen, <laughs> let my people in. But I think the last thing I will say on this, actually, there was two things I wanted to ask you, yeah? One will kind of, I, I guess we can both speak on them, actually. So the way that her parents raised her, yeah, I feel like they didn't brief her.
1: They didn't. They didn't
0: give, because, all right, so for any of our listeners who are not, you know, people of color, melanated and whatnot, yeah? What happens is when we're growing up, and I mean early doors, so this conversation often happens before the age of 10. Yeah,
2: right? Yeah, on, on a
0: sliding scale, as yeah. for some people, it might be from you hit school. Yeah. When you're five and six, so you they they there's get, different ways you, you can bring get it so, up. So between that, I would say from the age of 10, you would have had that conversation, as you said, At in those once. many, in those many different forms, right? So what happens is we get a brief from our parents and from the wider community here that first and foremost. When fuckery is happening, don't go and follow your white Braitians because you're the one that's going to get punished the hardest and you're going to be made the example of. Mm-hmm. Secondly, don't think that you can even be trying to do Messing Around and Kaka and Kiki because ultimately you're the one that's going to be sent out. You're going to yeah. get detention. And also, like, teachers will remember you for being a troublemaker. So there's almost like a track record that one time you've caught Watch an L, label. now they've labelled you to it's do the this. the label that they give then. There's also a thing of you need to work X amount harder Mm. than anyone else just to travel the same distance. So there are all these narratives that we're told. So by the time you're in school, you know what time it is already and you Mm. but I felt like she didn't get that brief because when, from what her parents were saying to her and how she was responding to things, I was like, wow, this feels like it's all very... I think they may
1: have mollycoddled her a little too much. Like they didn't let her know the harsh reality of life, not even to do with like a racial aspect. It's just in terms of like being prepared for the trauma of being a grown up and an adult. Mm. I feel like... Yeah, I think that if they would have let her know that, listen, life's hard, even in terms of like the trolls and people saying not nice things to her. I think is she the youngest in her in her family? Maybe that's why, because I, I do believe as well, where you fall in terms of siblings it's- kind oh. of determines like your personality ter- mm.
2: and what, what you can tolerate. When you grow you up, can't. quote unquote, not seeing colour though... Yeah, you know, it's from, worse from from a parent's obviously i'm not a parent because i keep saying from these perspectives that i don't have <laughs> but from like a parent's perspective growing up in a household that doesn't see color it's definitely a lot more glamorized it's a lot romantic but the world don't live like However, that <laughs> you then get to an adult and you're like what the fuck that world's actually out to get me whereas we we are growing like when we grow up we're taught that hey listen this is the way the world is. This that's is not fair says that we are not the same as much as equality is what we should be fighting for and what we it would be an ideal situation that's not what we have we don't have equality and this is the way that we do get treated mm. and then it does mean that you kind of get stripped of your childhood a little bit faster you do you have, you have to grow it's up and realize that innocence yeah this shit this shit is not a joke like they're actually out to get you the system is out to get you as not enough, a person of though. color the the system is built to oppress you and if you don't understand that you then get to a point in your life where you can't figure out why you're you don't, always you don't losing you not understand why you're always losing because that are the cards they're the cards that we've been dealt and if you don't if you don't learn to play the game from early you're screwed like absolutely
0: at least you've got like to be fair i mean my mum had to talk with me multiple times yeah. but by the time my ass was in reception year 1 my mum had let me know Don't start your shit, you know. (laughs) Don't be going in that classroom and doing too much. And again, it's all age appropriate. So the way that the message is delivered is going to be... the same message, but just tweets. But but you kind of realise, okay, for example, I can't remember a time when I I wasn't aware about my blackness and the weight that that melanin holds in different environments. I can't tell you when I didn't know that. It's for as long as I've got memories, you know. Mm -hmm. And even before I was taught that, I knew I was different when I was looking at all the kids. Like yes. I I I knew that my setup was different. I couldn't have said to you, oh, it's my skin color. That yeah. made, I didn't. I wasn't. I didn't have that language or that comprehension. But I knew something was different about me than everyone else in this in these spaces. But yeah. I wanted to ask you, Leach, because you got two, two young ones, yeah. yeah. Have you had that talk with them about their their their, their melanin? I have.
1: My son is actually. Worryingly, too pro black. I was, I have to try and like even him out a little bit more sometimes. I don't. I just completely support it. No, I have had conversations that he he's all if like we're watching the telly, he's like, yes, the black ones on the telly. Like oh, he's that. like he's, he's very pro black. My my son. I don't know if my daughter sees her complexion entirely. Like she, I think she's starting to become more aware of it. But I because my daughter. She's a darker complexion. I. Me and my husband, we make a point to make sure that she knows how wonderful her melanin is and the advantages of being like the darkest one in our family. Like, mm-hmm. So I always make a point to make mm-hmm. sure that I hold her complexion in high esteem so that she can mm-hmm. also value it. Because I think back in the day, like it's just a mentality that people used to have, even mm-hmm. in terms of like sitting out in the sun, like black people would say, don't sit out in the sun, you're going to get too dark. Me, any little sunshine, I am topping up my, I'm topping up my melanin. I need that vitamin D constantly. So I think that just trying to change the narrative of what people like the, the, oh, you know, dark skin, light skinned. I I do try and make them know that, you know, we're all God's people. We Mm. all should be treated fairly type of thing. But I do try and encourage them to be ca- proud of our black culture Absolutely. and and when they get
2: tanned and, and like yeah, it's, like like it's necessary. They,
0: are they aware of that to any extent that there may be they may face injustice because of their color or their race?
1: I probably have let them know that but I would I don't necessarily make it be known to say oh because of your race Mm -hmm. I just simply say or we say because we expect the best from them like I'm not trying to make raise our pyong pyong children I'm trying to (laughs) raise like the best theoretically when you have your children it's your responsibility to give them all the tools that they need to become fully functional successful adults in the adult world so any type of area where I felt I was missing out on once I've transitioned into grown up into adulthood I should say I'm um, it's my, I feel it's my duty to prepare them sometimes it does feel a bit harsh you know maybe I'm um, I'm not robbing them of their innocence like even now like Jensen has been asking me about the two fairy like mum are you sure and I'm just trying to defer it a little bit because he's always asking me when his sister's there and she's six so mm. she's a little bit younger but I'm trying to preserve his innocence but do you know what the reality is,
2: Stop lying to your chat. Stop lying. Like, literally, the way <laughs> I see listen,
1: if, it, if you think about, like, a timeline of how long we're on this earth for, if you live to, say, age 80, let's go to 100 because that's easier maths. If you live to age 100, if you think about it, age naught to 20, that is one-fifth, that's right, yeah, one-fifth, one-fifth <laughs> mm-hmm. of your adult life. Pittance. It's a small little amount, which is why you should cherish it and encourage them to enjoy their innocence. Mm. But in how long you're going to be an adult for, listen, I'd rather... Make sure my children are not whatless, yeah, and I'm they got sense people. for all the years, what the the the, the sixty plus years you're going to have to be an adult living in this world. And let's face it, it's a bit of a shit show at the moment, really and yeah. truly. <laughs> like we're exactly. trying to climb, we're trying to climb back, we're trying to climb back. But yeah, it's just you know nuts. What? I was when I think about how I
0: was raised and how I've seen many people our generation mm-hmm. raise their kids, it's more on a thing of they're preparing them as individuals for yeah, life. Yeah, individuals. Not necessarily just based solely on the premise of their race. Right, oh yeah, So exactly. it's kind of like that whole holistic being of Absolutely. what would Female, maintain- Female, male, what race. What would, what would maintain their well-being, what would allow them to be confident and to feel comfortable in their own, irrespective yeah. of where yeah. they are. Yeah. But, guys, we've got to go to the next subject. Because oh, yeah. <laughs> we've got the juicy one, yeah. But just slightly on topic, you know what? You's lot, I've got a date number two today. I'm oh, gassed. I'm gassed. Yeah, 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 yeah. So, listen, you up, better wish me luck, you know, that I don't do a madness. I'm and I'm for the update. I, do you know what? I'm glad that, like, there's no bar service in Beth to bring drinks to the table and them things there. Because imagine now if I try to carry the drinks and drop <laughs> That would be me. Can I tell you a quick story? I believe on Valentine's Day, I was on a link, so it was Valentine's Day. And which, good when was experience. this? A few years so ago. This was, like, a good, I don't know, eight, nine years ago, so it was a long time. Mm. So... I was dating someone. We're in a little relationship, a little cute thing, yeah? They come and link... We, we link up in central London around Charing Cross here. Yeah? So our thing is that we're going to go for, like, a romantic walk along the riverbank
1: like, all
0: the way toward, like, um, Vauxhall. All
1: right.
0: So we're kind of going that way. Not that you guys can see that way.
1: <laughs> I can see that way. That way.
0: So anyway, now, there's some stairs that you have to take on Westminster Bridge to actually get down to the riverfront. Mm. Backside, believe I dropped down the <laughs> stairs. <laughs> no, I'm standing there with my gallow on one side, a balloon in one hand, flowers in the other one. Listen, I'm looking like the man of the damn hour right now, yeah. I don't know, and I'm in my work suit. When I say I dropped down the stairs, and I had my two hands in the air with the two things, try not to mash up the flowers, and so I you broke up your body instead. When I say I rolled. I rolled yeah, and I got up so quick yeah, and I had like a hole in the knee of my trousers. <laughs> you, tumbled. you tumbled. I dropped. Like, I <laughs> dropped like a ras, yeah, and then my knee was mash up, killing me yeah. Obviously, I'm having to do style up. Ooh. She's like, "Baby, I oh, got cool. up." Oh, when cool. I say I got up so quick yeah, it was like it never happened. She's like, "Baby, you're right." I was like, "Yeah, yeah, cool." Walking, my fucking knee's bleeding. But anyway. But yeah, wish me luck on my on my second date today. Right, this person's going to re- remain anonymous and faceless for a very long time. So, <laughs> on to the topic of romance. So, I've been watching um Blue Therapy on Trend Central, a YouTube platform that hosts things like Back Chat and the ZZ Mill Show. Mm. And I have to say that their content's good. Yeah. Mm. My first thing was, is how real is this? Is this entertainment value? Is it what I... I've watched from one to four. Yeah, I watched one four, to yeah. Three, right? The longer I'm seeing it, the more I'm questioning it. But if I part that in itself and just take it for what it is, Mm-mm. I've got some things to say. <laughs> so the so basically, a bit of context is, well, no leash. You give the people
1: in the context so of what So it's basically couples therapy. Right. There's two couples. One's called Paul. One's called... What's the name? Paul and Chioma. Chioma. And then the other ones called Jamel and Deborah, and it's like a lady. She's she's okay. So they both come into couples therapy for their own different reasons, and this lady is there to help. She says she's not there to answer questions because is it Paul? He's constantly putting it on her. I actually <laughs> Paul. He's a bit of hard work, Paul. But yeah, so they they've both decided to join couples therapy for different reasons. One of the couple have been together three years, I think. Yeah, they live true. together. Yeah, yeah, they live together
2: for the
1: last six months. They seem like very, like a power couple. Mm -hmm. I feel like Paul Mm -hmm. is very much image conscious of how his relationship seems. Whereas Chirma, she just kind of wants to move to, yeah, I think she wants to start moving on to the next stage of their relationship. But I think she's feeling a bit, well, I think she's just not happy with how how things are running really and truly. And I can't can't really blame her from Mm -hmm. what I was saying. And then the other couple, they've only been together for coming up to a year. There's a slight age gap. I think Deborah, she's 24 mm-hmm. and her partner is 27 or 28. This is our, one thing that stands out because he keeps on saying it. This is his fourth relationship. This is Deborah's first relationship. And he kind of keep, I don't think he's lording it over her. It was like <laughs> I think, I think I he's d- reducing her experience, invalidating her. Yeah, he is, he is,
0: he's boying her. her off. And I think that's the problem because the reality of it is you your first relationship often isn't a reflection of what relationships are like with anything. The first time you get in a car in your driving lesson, like your driving lesson isn't what it's like to drive a car once mm. you've done yeah. that. Your first day of your job is nothing like what it's like in year three. The yeah, people no. them are moving mad. So I get his point, but I feel like he maybe is going in too hard. So it's let's just. I, think like, so so. I feel like if you let's let's quickly just take it character by character, right? Yeah, cool. okay. So Paul. In my opinion, yeah, he's, he, I feel like he's a very insecure man. 100%. And I, I thought that at the beginning, but because of what has unfolded in episode four, that he's had yeah. depression, he was overweight, all of these kind of things. I feel like he's very insecure and he projects a lot of his insecurities and the regimen that he puts on himself. He puts that on his partner. Yeah. And I think he's very disrespectful. He is. In the respect that the way that he speaks to while um, but... The way that he spoke to this um the therapist, I was like, excuse me, he this is- woman is not in your relationship, you know, so don't bring the standards that you have amongst your two and go and put this on this third party who's ultimately trying to just help just you. A, so she's yeah. being paid. Do you know what I'm saying? <laughs> and I feel like he, the last couple of things I would say is, I think there are different ver- different degrees of maturity within us. So we have like mm. our physical maturity. A lot of us, our bodies bodies are older than we are Definitely. because of the things that we do. We have spiritual maturity. We have, mental maturity and then you have emotional maturity. And I yeah. feel like his Paul's emotional low. maturity is so low and he doesn't have the ability to express himself and act from a space of
1: emotion mm. in a way. It's like- He's he very defensive. Safe. Yes. He's very defensive. He, he, yeah, I think you've hit it on the head, like in terms of emotional immaturity, because he can't, it's almost like he's not willing to hear what <clears throat> his partner's saying. Mm. He just- He's so quick to like, well, what does that mean? What do you think that, like, quizzing quiz quiz the like, therapist, like, listen, instead of you to listen and take on board what your partner is saying she's not happy about, it's like you're too busy trying to make her feel like she, she, she needs healing. That's oh what he said. Oh, my about. God. You need, yes. you need healing. <clears throat> no, nah, he, like, I, I think he, he winds like, me talk up.
2: about the black hatred that he's spitting as well, like around the food when I was watching oh. it? I just felt like there's a difference between being on a health kick and completely disregarding your entire culture and the food that they eat and being rude and disrespectful towards it and mm. i just feel like the language that he was using he just came across as a bit of a coon like the way he was
1: talking, <laughs> i was just like nah like, you're taking a
2: piss you're actually taking the piss like how day am i two thousand pounds he thinks
1: he's better sure. than 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 your average i think that's his problem like the wise he's not a nice guy like i don't think he is i think he's one of those people that because he's found himself in this financial situation and he's got these expenses he's got these clients, oh, all of from his hair. clients. he you know i've got to li- he's just living but in also, a bubble he don't live yourself. in reality you fat, he's you know? not you humble yourself you a fat do you, know
0: do you know what i think yeah that it kind of speaks to what you both were saying in that he's the way that he thinks he's better than other people but this is where if i look at the root of this yeah, i feel like he and himself at a point was not comfortable with who mm. he was. Yeah? Mm. So what he did was he was like, cool, I'm not happy. So I'm going to do this, that, and the third to try and create a better, better situation. But what hasn't happened is he's not done the work Inside. to work on himself, to heal mm. himself. So he's acquired all of these different things. So wealth, clients, business, mm. a beautiful girlfriend, Suits. Body, suit, gym. Mill prep, yeah? yeah? Oh. That, that man must have said mill prep about 50 million trillion times here. So he's acquired all these things and because he's in pro- close proximity to these things now, he thinks that he's the one and I'm like, my brother, none of those things, that doesn't talk to your character no. and who you are. No. Do you know what I'm saying? He it's needs like, to do some soul He
1: needs to proper, go he like needs on a, a desert island. He
0: needs to
1: go on like I a desert knows. island and like, get back in tune with himself and with nature and really look and evaluate mm-hmm. what life is actually supposed to be about because his priorities are not All right, quickly, yeah,
0: because we're on time now, right? Let's mm-hmm. quickly go. Shilma, what do you sort of make of her?
1: I understand her point, yeah. and I feel her upset in relation to Paul's sister. Mm-hmm. It's, <laughs> listen, <laughs> it is so hard when you have other people in your relationship, like, Let's face it, a relationship is hard enough with two people on their Jack Jones. When you have other people coming into the relationship, chiming in, it's not something you need. And I do feel bad for her that Paul is making her feel that because she doesn't want to do the babysitting of his niece and nephew or his, his, his family, whatever, he's basically painting her with the, you're not maternal brush. Yeah. She ain't had no children yet. She ain't bust open her vagina. Right. She don't need to be looking after, especially Absolutely. if it's a disrespectful way. If it's a mutual thing, it's something she wants to do. His sister needs to be considerate for the fact that, well, does she want to look after the children? Just because children are a joy to be around, that means she want to be around them all the time. Yeah. Like She's well within her rights to complain about that, I, I feel. And I think that it's disrespectful that Paul, He's not even trying to, to be understand. open to seeing her side of where she's coming from.
2: Like the way he jumped down her throat. I was shocked. Sister, I was like, right, are you all right? Like, are you sleeping with your sister? Because that was a bit mad. Because it wasn't yeah, that's that's When it was, she said
1: that, I nearly passed out. And it, the worst part is, is that, he, well, he obviously just got, whether like we said, we don't know if it's true or entertainment or whatever, but she's not happy with the amount of times that they are, the amount of times they, the time they're not having sex.
2: Because that's an important- Ooh, I couldn't yeah, believe that's a, it. That's a huge part. That, that is was, a, like, I I was would some And yeah. here's the thing,
1: that is going to build- Tension. Tension and insecurities and resentment, insecurities yeah. and resentment in yourself and in your relationship. Because obviously when you first get with somebody, majority of the time, unless you believe in like, no sex before marriage, no judgment, mm. that's down to you. But most of the time it's that sexual attraction, what got you locked together in the yeah. first place. So if that's completely gone, I would be like, well, where are you going to get this, this, this affection? Also,
2: how can you then sit there and tell? Like, I'm a big believer that Mm -hmm. you should give feedback as a regular thing, and you shouldn't be sitting down telling me feedback for the first time when I've a asked for it, or like in a Mm. review session. We shouldn't be giving me feedback. Sorry, just to clarify, I talking about sexual feedback on general. General. general, I feel like feedback should be given. Like, let me know if I don't know. I can't change it. Mm. How are we going to be sitting in front of cameras? in a therapy session, we're talking about our sexual experiences and then you're going to bring up my weight. <laughs> <laughs> you're just going to sit there and call me fat in he, front of everyone he, and their mother I in the kitchen but, sink. But, but you know what, all right,
1: I don't He think tried it, to not I, call her fat, but that's the yeah, problem. Do you know it, what it
0: is, yeah? I feel like what he does is, like first and foremost with Shomi. yeah, I think she seems like a lovely girl. Mm, like yeah. considering, you know, this whole idea about what it is to be kind of a beautiful, hot girl. Mm. You have to be lacking in the personality area. I see that she's quite well-grounded. I she know her so, degrees. yeah. I can see that, you know what, maybe her delivery sometimes isn't great, but mm. I feel like that's on the back of the frustration she's that she up. felt yeah. and she made a very good point what well, a concerning point in episode one saying that she feels like she's slowly losing her voice mm-hmm. and who she is and i was thinking that is a sign to me of emotional abuse when yeah. you slowly chip away at someone to the point where do you know what i'm saying and i feel like paul wants to kind of make shima feel like she's less of a person so he mm-hmm. can keep her yeah. because yeah. ultimately i don't feel like he's he, building
1: his own ego he doesn't
0: power believe power he doesn't believe is. that she's good for She's good enough for him because if he did, he would
1: be treating her. I think he thinks she—he's punch. No, she's punching. I think he thinks that yeah, she's punching. Definitely being with him. And here's mm. the thing: watch when the day she says, "You know what, you and fight moves out and find someone else." Then watch, watch who's gonna cry. So Jamil and Deborah, yeah. Mm. What it seems to
0: me is that they're, it's a very young relationship, so I feel like they just need to knock this on the head and go their separate ways. I think so. Because <laughs> there's an issue in both of Trust. them, but now it, I see it more so with them than I do in the other relationship. They're not, they're not compatible. Then, yeah. That their whole personality and setup, is, they're just different, do you yeah. know what I'm yeah. saying? And. Bless Jamil, you know, he seems like a relatively responsible, level-headed guy.
2: At first, spooky. Spooky. That's what I gotta b- say. I, do you know what?
0: Yeah. Now this is interesting, yeah. Coming from the point of like, I'm basically the only man them in this <laughs> board, <problem>, yeah. If <laughs> so, man them, I'm gonna kind of wrap it for you. Cause what when it comes to fuckboy behavior, yeah, mm. and being responsible, I can see that he's trying to pattern up himself. Looking, even outside of a relationship, as a young man at his age, he's saving yeah, for I rate restricted. him for that. I'm and not I, taking I, that I away. Do, I rate that he's for him. Head and screwed I feel on. like, Definitely. yeah, and I feel like where Deborah is in herself, she doesn't understand the importance of what he's doing mm. in terms of yeah. 10, 20, years. She can't see the years, big picture. 10, 20 years mm. from now, where that could actually land her in a very, very good space. Yeah. And I feel like she's putting a lot of pressure on a young man. That ultimately doesn't belong to him because, yeah, yeah. like, Absolutely. when she was making comparisons with her dad to him, firstly, your dad was part of your conception, <laughs> so he owes you more than this. Your dad is a big man versus you're trying to tear down a twenty-seven-year-old. And also, why should he be re- trying to carry or replicate the way that your dad raised you? That it's just two sorry, different I haven't relationships. Put a ring on your I haven't taken you from your dad.
2: You're still his your responsibility, bro. Even if I'm
0: your husband. Yeah? yeah. My role is not to be your father it's or so, to yeah. replicate She's, what your father is. She doing.
1: needs to get some clarification in terms of roles and mm. expectations. Or they should just, like, have had this feedback, like you talk about Brooke, yeah. and just sort it out in the beginning because what she thinks, well, I don't know if, what was his name? If Jamal, if he actually led her to believe, because I know she said mm-hmm. in the beginning, you mm-hmm. was on track, well, you was
2: on point. There's a difference between like lusting for somebody and trying to court somebody. Yeah. And he's no longer courting. He's like in I the nitty gritty of the I relationship. Worry, We're living together. We're they should just break up. Like, they they are not compatible with each other. But also, up. Jamal's a liar. He is <laughs> a liar. But I was going to say, go this go is... It. Wait, Why. Why. Go on, you say because she wasn't coming to surprise me out for nation. He that. was lying. But he's the- a liar, but Denise is childish. So Deborah. One, uh, yeah, Deborah, oh, Denise is the therapist. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, but Deborah is childish. But up until that point, like up until then, I was I was rooting for him. Like you see that meme that was like, we were rooting for you. Like I was actually there. Like I was, I was saying, guy, I've got it. No, you're actually right, you know. This girl is tapped. And if she mm, if she wants to be compatible. in a relationship with you, she's gonna have to fix up what are these expectations. But then she found the ticket. Do you know what? She found the ticket. Do you know what? And he lied right there.
0: Do you know what, though? Do you know what, though? This speaks to something else. I think this might even be a subject on its own here, but I'm going to touch on it here. That I feel like, as someone that dates women, women don't always make it easy to tell the truth. And especially if if, you've got a woman that is fiery like Deborah. Because because sometimes what it is here is that, that you can be put in a situation whereby... You want to say certain things, mm. but you already know how the person is going like to react. So you're waiting for the time to kind of break it to this person because you know, right? You know what they're going to be like. Now, if the person just let you be free and say what you needed to say, yeah. he probably wouldn't have done that. And I've seen countless times when yeah. she just shuts him down when he's trying to be, say, his piece. So yeah. that kind of shutting someone down when they're trying to be honest, ultimately what you're going to do is make them more deceitful. Yeah, and you're bringing dishonesty. Do you know what? I've been in yeah. situations where Gala put me in a scenario where I'm lying over things that I never should be lying about or I shouldn't yeah. need to, yeah. but because of the pressure and the way that they try and antagonise and well, and, and, and dissect everything, it's like, yeah. oh, child, I might as well not even say nothing, or right, yeah. let me just wait till what not, what not. Do you get it? So I kind of see that bookiness, but I
1: felt like, does. But that's why I say mm. he's booky. Like,
2: from when the thing Listen, he in. needs to ooh, realize like, that that's a prime time to come out. Like, so are you going to Afro. Do you know, as a matter of fact, I got a ticket. I'm not sure. Like, you lied and then you got caught up. She yeah. pulled up the receipts. Yeah, yeah, nah, badly.
1: Hard. I didn't mean. But, it's, it's but not, how did she bad. find the thing? Because, because she's snooping. She, that's
0: she, what! She is one of those She's guys. one of those right. girls. Now, that's probably why he was he lies. in the first place. Because that's she's why they're not compatible. Like, Let me quickly ask you something, though. The therapist.
1: Mm. What are your thoughts on her as... I think she's an antagonist. <laughs> yeah, that she jars me. I don't really mind her per se. Maybe just because I'm like pro-black. I think it would have been a bit better if they would have got mm. a person of colour as a yeah. therapist. In terms of just like... I don- that's just my personal mm. opinion. Like I've lots got. Of mm, like I think it would have just been a nicer way because, to me, it feels it's a black know. TV show. Let's not. Yeah, like there's you no white have,
2: people in a yeah. TV show apart from her. But I think <laughs> I think that she's she's to, yeah. doing a good job why of. Is, why is a white person the mediator? That's what. I that's it. It feels we'll like know. like white savior. Mm.
1: Is that what yeah, you call it? it, is, it? Is, that's what. That's what I got. When when the therapist came, out, that was the kind of vibes I was getting.
2: I feel like it could have. I think that's why it could
1: have been. I feel like that's part entertainment value. No, it is. That is
2: because, but also, it's societal content Yes. And yeah. the fact that we always have to have this white savior because if we don't, how will we ever resolve our own issues? It, need,
0: it needed someone. This is the importance. And even going back to episode 10 when we had black therapists, the importance of having the right people in the right spaces so they understand. So, because a woman, the, the therapist didn't understand the importance of food and why Shema yeah. was going on about yeah. the food. Because I understand that it's, it's about the food, but it's the culture. It's enshrined in oh, it's their culture. Cult, it's it's, it's mm. culture. It's about. Separation like from the motherland, Mm -hmm. and you being you maybe being first or second generation, and what it is to hold on to your heritage and stuff. So, but you know what? I have to say, she holds her corner so well, yeah. In that, because I'm a life and career coach, in it, so I know what it's like to be in situations where conversations get tense, but. The way that she She holds it up for Paul, she's like, Paul, could you lower your tone, tone, please? Mm. Uh, Sorry, no. I I ask questions like, she's very good at holding her boundaries and not getting swept into whatnot. But, yeah, it would have been nice to have seen someone who was close to the culture fill that space from optics, Mm. but also for optimizing the actual um, experience and the contribution I like think them. so
1: it would have made a big difference in terms of like her contribution not yeah, having to go through the well, it's not an arse but not having to explain about I don't know what was, um palm Balm oil, oil. Oh, and yeah. like the importance <laughs> of culture and things like that it yeah. would have just made it a bit easier because <laughs> I think
0: <laughs> <laughs> the palm oil killed me like, I thought I thought no, I thought the woman the therapist was going to go down the that save the um save the rainforest. What was oh, it the orangutan? Yeah, I thinking she was yeah, gonna yeah. do that and I was freaking oh don't, don't go down. Don't do. but question has anyone date have been in a relationship with any of those characters in the in the room?
2: I think I'm Paul if I'm being completely <laughs> I'm, I'm gonna be really like self-aware here. I think I am Paul, like toned down a bit and not self-hatred, because I would never say like I come home, you're listening to Whiz Kid and yeah, it was, it's not, like it's like he he Who really is like I feel like he's ashamed of his blackness. That was my justification for my think. black hatred comment earlier. I was like trying to think of what he actually said Yeah, it said how was just hailing the race. No, 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 well. no, 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 no. That's no, no. racist. That's rude. But you know what? I feel like I...
0: Paul made me check myself because mm. it raises the issue of dominance. Yeah. There's yeah. He's a very dom- dominant. There's always a dominant person. A more dominant person in a relationship. I'm an alpha. Yeah. Mm. I'm an alpha in this thing. Yeah. Big up my Spartans. Them. (laughs) But it's but oh (laughs) but it's looking at sometimes, you know, you flexing your dominance, and because it's so natural to be in that space, it's Mm. overbearing.
2: Yeah. yeah. Overbearing. And and it sucks the
0: energy and the air out of the room for the other person to thrive and survive. And it becomes all about feeding your ego and you occupying space when ultimately. That's not what yeah. the dynamic should be in. The power dynamic shouldn't be that in a
1: relationship. She will just get tired of having to massage his ego. And mm. honestly, what will happen is her love will just dwindle. And then she's like, it's, you know it's what? what? It's it's you can tell, she's like, done. even I feel like her joining or going to therapy was the last straw. It was she a case it. of she Yeah. That. It's like, this is my last <laughs> if he can't days, see.
0: I think they are engaged.
1: The question is, should they continue on their journey? I don't, yes. I right. think that they need to take some time out. I don't think he, if she goes into a marriage with him the way he is now, she is setting herself up to fail Absolutely. because it's very hard for people to change as it is. And, and he can't gone. even identify issues mm. within himself. Yeah. You know, she's fighting a losing battle. And I don't he's, think he's any, any of those. It's be toxic for her. It's going to take more. She's going to be
0: the one that she the most. most.
1: She will. Wow. And let's not even mention if they have children and stretch marks and all yes that. Well, because I saw the
0: insecurity come out in the whole fat conversation mm. and I was like, yeah. "Nah, do you know what? This guy isn't good for her.
1: He like couldn't even be direct. That's what pissed me off. Yeah. Oh, you're gonna are you start around going to skirt around. Are you monitoring what you eat? Then you are you weighing you, yourself? Are you, are you, no, listen, your listen, if you're going to say something, just bloody say you're it. Right. Like, you're, you're just taking it. Remember I said earlier about just tell me
0: one time.
2: Just tell me one
0: time. So, like, has anyone dated any characters now? I've dated a Deborah.
2: Mm.
0: I've dated we'll a Deborah when someone <laughs> when someone was on me about paying for this, paying for that, and I said, "Yo, listen, I'm not your bank. Mm. Yeah, I'm not your social we'll worker. It. You mm. need to go and sort out your headspace. Like, I don't mind being the support, but I am not the one that needs to carry the burden of your mental health.
1: Yeah, in that respect.
0: yeah. Like unrealistic expectations." Like, I can, with Jamil, like, because I bought my place when I was, what, 25, yeah? Mm-hmm. And I was on my career from early, like, you, man. Big so, up. there's, like, this unrealistic expectation and pressure that people put on you. And I'm like, you know how hard it is to run a yard by yourself? It and is. then maintain everything. And then you want this on one, that on one. Yo, what are you on? Like, go and buy
1: your own a She's not
2: living in reality. She's one of those girls, like, what are you bringing to she's, she not the not table? She
1: is like, one of those people, that? she's looked at this glossy Instagram lifestyle, what she oh, thinks okay, a so relationship seems, should yeah. be. Or her, I think mean, it's her sisters oh, or something Whoever like that. Whoever it is. Whoever so it is. Um, so she, God, her God, concept of what a successful relationship is, is, is warped. She's yeah. she's not going to find that. Here's the thing, Jamal has really good qualities and he, he really does. could be a good life partner. Even though I do think he's I moving bookie, but the only person. reason why he moves bookie is because he is not as invested in her. He's if he was, if he was truly he in love with her, in her in and she family. was she was acting a certain way, they wouldn't even be on the show. It would be sorted. <laughs> It'd be squashed. But So listen, man, we need to wrap up. We need to wrap up still. Yeah.
0: So um, what we say, everything needs to dash down. All of them. Yeah. Yeah. They yeah. all they all
2: need to, yeah. <laughs> they need yeah. to- It's a shame. Listen, yeah. ma- I I've- I reckon so- Chioma and Jamal. What together? Jamel. Yeah, if he was like gonna be honest and brought all of his good qualities to the table, I don't
1: even think that that's
2: the case. I feel, I feel like that. I don't think he's got the. Mm,
1: you know, like, what is that I poor, worry with Jamal. He talk. He knows what to say. He's, he, a, smart yeah, he's guy. a sweet talker. He knows what to say. He knows how to say it. Like he, even when I think he was talking about. Talking She's to tired, somebody in the client or... in the restaurant in the shops. Who was but, that? No, yeah. Why wouldn't you just say? if you're as innocent as you claim to be, you would just say, especially if you know your girlfriend is as insecure mm. as she is, because her checking his phone and caring the way she does, it's a sign of insecurity. If you yeah. loved her that much, make your woman feel secure, appease Questions.
0: her. Quick question, yeah, is it the person's responsibility to work to appease your insecurity, or is it for the other person to stop putting it on you?
1: You have to do it together. So, you're you know, so, so you know it's an issue that's 60, 60. coming up in your relationship, you both have to be accountable yeah. to some respect. You've yeah. got to be accountable as in, do you know what? My girl's insecure, so let me do my little part to make her feel secure. But then you've also got to remember
2: that you're insecure, so let me right. do my best. You have to take your own emotional right. interest to like, mm. understand yourself as well. Yeah. Well, on that note, guys,
1: yeah,
0: we're out of time. Done. <laughs> Done. <We're him. laughs> Wicked guys. I've loved having you guys it's been Thank a nice five um, yeah. you know what I feel like this is I'm glad that we've got this new monthly segment. This is the new wave, you know. Yeah,
1: why not? This I would let you come back next month. Yeah, yeah. who knows yeah. what we'll be talking about next month. Yeah,
0: every month is just about what's relevant what's and happening in the yeah. world and in the news and stuff like that, man. If there Catch are any up. things that there are things that are happening. You know, DM me, let me know, and we'll talk about it, you know, because again, we'll do our research and try and stay plugged in, but there's, there are always things that we're going to miss. So, mm-hmm. you know, I, I, most things are not off topic when it comes to me, you know. So definitely send through your input, man, and we'll try to layer it in. But, mm-hmm. Leash, yeah. This has been sick for it's the first time. Nice. Yeah,
2: we will be back. Thank yeah, of for course. This unleashes um, a staple. I'll be back <laughs> <house>. <laughs> until next month. Part of the furniture. Yeah. Well, thanks for coming through, Listen, man. Thanks for having me. You're coming back a through, Tam. We'll see. We'll see what the crowd say about me. Uh, they might, we'll they see might see say that. Oh, oh, being here. Yo, but they might cards. hate it. They actually might no, hate it. No, I don't no, like listening to my own voice.
0: But listen, guys. You know where to find me. It's Meg Talks Online on Instagram. No, I'm not on Twitter. <laughs> you can listen to every single episode Google Pod, Apple Pod, and Spotify. So please, we're in the season now where we're trying to grow the podcast. Yeah. I wanted to get the content out and start to land my feet, and the reception's been good. Users are treating me well. We're comfortable. So now it's about growing. So please leave a comment and review and stuff like that. It helps us to grow. Make sure you're sharing this with your people. Them, my people. Them that are Spotify, all my listeners. Jump over to Instagram. I want to I yeah. chat with you, so come, let's flex and hold a vibe, man. But, yeah, until next week, guys.